The following presentation is controversial and may be offensive to some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Thanks for joining us. Caboose Pistol Podcast, CaboosePistol.com for all your stories. If there is a story I read or talk about on the Caboose Pistol Podcast, it's likely it will be there. So check everything out. There's archives there, video, audio, stories, everything. CaboosePistol.com, Caboose Pistol Podcast. John Lund with you from KNBR Radio in San Francisco. You can hear my show weekdays, 10 to 2 Pacific. So check it out online. It is July 20th, a Monday. By the way, at Caboose Pistol on Twitter, at John Lund Radio on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can subscribe and please do subscribe to the podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all the places that you find your fine podcast. Please subscribe and tell others. Much appreciated. Also, before we get going with today's lead, you, you can be on the podcast, and I encourage you to be on the podcast. Your voice, 508-296-4949 to leave a message that I can use on the podcast, questions, comments, etc. Love to hear your voice. 508-296-4949 for that. Or if you want to, you can also contact us the podcast. Hey at caboosepistol.com. H-E-Y. Hey at caboosepistol.com. Let's get going for today's big lead. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. I don't know if it's horrifying, but baseball is back. And to me, that's the opposite of horrifying because this is what I do for a living. Baseball is back. I binged all weekend. And just to tell you, I've enjoyed going back and watching all the series I've missed during coronavirus. I've watched enough Netflix. I've watched about every great game ever in sports history i am ready probably like you for live sports and even if it was exhibition baseball even if there was no one in the stands even if it was weird and this is what's going to be the lead today even if it was weird where i'm watching and there's cardboard cutouts and there's fans i can hear them but can't see them so let me do this for you because we've been having a big discussion about this not only in the podcast but on the show of how fans want their game do you want it do you want the sound even though you're you're kind of freaking out like I was I'm watching and there's sound of people in these stadiums but there's cardboard cutouts so my mind is telling me there's no one there why is that sound being made it kind of freaked me out a little bit they've been debating EA Sports is going to provide sound so some in watching yesterday I watched the White Sox and Cubs on ESPN I watched uh, the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks, what's the Yankees and the Mets. So anything that was on, I was just like, yeah, yes, baseball. So I'm watching all of this, but it's kind of freaking me out. So I'm going to play first Cody Bellinger and his Grand Slam against Arizona at Dodger Stadium, in which especially listen at the end, you'll hear the, the crowd. Again, there's no crowd there. And then I'll play the uh, Bryce Harper home run against Max Scherzer and the Phillies with a road team. And so... There was no sound. So which do you like best? Bellinger first. 2-2. Bellinger turns on it, lifts it down the line to right, back towards the pole. Calhoun to the wall. A grand slam. And after all that consternation over the change in stance and change in setup, and trying to adjust back to a level of comfort, the lights turn on, another team comes in and 
The MVP launches a grand slam. All right, so you can kind of hear at the end there, and, and it's okay on radio. Like uh, KMBR in San Francisco, we are the uh, flagship station for the San Francisco Giants, and we've talked to their engineer, Darren Chan, and Darren tells us he's going to be kind of like a mix master back there. But on radio, it's theater of the mind. It's fine. But you get on TV, and your mind starts going, there's no fans, and there's sound. What the what? So here is what happened when Bryce Harper homered on the road. No sound. And Harper belts one to right center field. Taylor going back, way back, looking up. And this one is gone. Goodbye. It's a three-run home run for Bryce Harper on the first pitch from Max Scherzer. And that one lands in section 143, just to the right of dead center field. So Bryce Harper with 35 home runs in his first year with the Phillies. Has given them the big lead. It's Philadelphia 7 and Washington nothing. When I first thought of this, that I didn't want sound in there, but the sound, and again, this is obviously an audio podcast, so you're probably thinking to yourself of the audio. It's just going to take some getting used to. Most of the teams are going to pump sound in there. I don't know. It's just the way it's always been, so maybe we'll just get used to it pretty quickly. But as I said at the beginning of the podcast, it was just nice to have baseball back. I thought it was a bigger deal. I just want baseball back. I'm watching it. It was exhibition games. There's uh, more exhibitions, of course, before everything gets going. The 23rd, it opens up with the uh, Nationals and the Yankees, and then that night the Dodgers are going to play the Giants. I've come to the conclusion that I really don't care. I, I, I just want baseball, but it is a little weird, and it will take some getting used to as far as the, the sound that you hear, even though you know there's no fans in the park. That is your lead here in the Caboose Pistol Podcast. John Lund with you for July 20th, 2020. Five stories. Five stories you got to know today, right now. All right, five stories for July 20th, 2020 on the Caboose Pistol Podcast at caboosepistol.com. COVID-19 test updates in sports. I'm getting sick of it too, but I thought I would provide the service for you. Uh, zero, count them, zero NBA players tested positive for coronavirus out of 346 tested at the Orlando campus, the bubble, since the last results were announced on July 13th. So that is good news. No new coronavirus. The bubble's working. Uh, the NFL and the NFL Players Association have a testing plan in place. They had a meeting today. Players came out, of course, on Sunday and were not too happy with the NFL. Obviously, it was an effort by all. I guess Byron Jones was the one who put it together. But anybody who's anybody from Patrick Mahomes, Richard Sherman, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, all put out tweets with the hashtag, we want to play. And I would imagine that the other sports are going to have a, have a difficult time. But the NFL, to go from start to finish, given the physicality and the blood and the spit, and the, are going to struggle to get the to the end of this thing. So it was, in my mind, when I first saw that, I thought, oh, this is going to be like baseball and we're going to go through this and I can't do this with football, not football, but uh, it looks like they're going to get to the testing protocols to to put these things in place. You can go to caboosepistol.com. I've got some of the articles that, that uh, guys are uh, writing from Tom Pelissero to uh, of NFL Network to others who are talking about this. So the NFL and the NFLPA have a testing plan in place. Uh, the proposal will include zero preseason games. And to me, that's huge because players don't want to do anything that they don't have to do. That's risky. But the owners want it because that's free. 
in the preseason, they don't pay the players. So they want that free. And that was, I think, some of that in baseball was the owners were so dead set on getting playoffs and getting extra playoffs where they didn't have to pay the players. And I thought that that was going to be a sticking point where the owners, it already went down to two, and the owners were trying to stick at one because that's free money. And obviously, given the fact that there's not going to be fans or most likely not going to be fans, and if there are going to be fans, which I can't see, it's going to be lighter than normal at best. They're going to lose millions and billions of dollars, and so they're they're trying to get something back, but it sounds like today that it's not going to be that way, that they're going to be okay, no problem. And I've always been with that. Preseason games, to me, are overrated anyway. Uh, the eye in the sky, all the practices, they do all the things. They know these players. We make a big deal of preseason games, not in the fact that we're so into it, but that it means something in terms of making it, making a team, and that's generally not the case. So why do something if you don't have to do it? So COVID testing in sports, zero NBA players, have tested positive in the bubble since July 13th. The NFL and the NFL Players Association have a testing plan in place. Oh, by the way, more Dr. Fauci is going to throw out the first pitch at Nash at the Nationals Park as they open the World Series champs, still weird to say, versus the Yankees on Thursday. Did you hear this? I had no idea. I guess that uh, he was quite the athlete uh, in college. Here's actually Donald Trump giving... Dr. Anthony Fauci, this must have been in happier days between the two, actually credit for being a very good basketball player. He was a great basketball player. Did anybody know that? He was a little on the short side for the NBA, but he was talented. He, he won a game. I read this. He won a game that was unwinnable against a great team. And his whole team said, we can't beat this team. And he went in and they won the game, right? That was a couple of years ago. But a few years ago. First pitch is a little bit more nerve wracking than you would think. You would think, you know what? Most people, I do believe this, think they're going to go onto the mound and throw like 95 right down the middle, and then the general manager is going to come flying out of the stands and go, I've got to sign you. One first pitch in my life, and then one I gave to my son when he was on the mound. Uh, I, had a, I had a bet with a, a colleague. It was at an Oakland A's game against the Dodgers in Oakland, and he said that, I don't know if you remember a guy named Chad Bradford. He was a submariner, and the bet was 100 bucks that I wouldn't go to the mound and try to do a Chad Bradford pitch. So I took him up on it. Uh, the ball slipped out of my hands and went into the Dodgers' dugout. It was not good. Uh, they invited me back. I got booed as I walked to the mound. So I handed the ball to my young son. You can't boo a kid. He threw much better than I did, which the announcer, my friend Dick Callahan, said, well, you know, he just he made fun of me. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he made fun of me. He has a great voice, by the way, I'm very jealous of. All right, that's number one, the uh, COVID update, even though I took a detour there, the COVID update in sports it's looking better. Number two in your top five stories in the Caboose Pistol podcast for July 20th, 2020. John Lund with you. Uh, Forbes list of best sports cities. Now, this is always a sticking point, and I generally don't care about lists. It, it gets clicks. It's clickbait. People go crazy over it. It's one person's opinion, and it really doesn't matter. The only list that generally matters is in college football. That's what a poll is. It's a list generally. That's the only one. It doesn't matter about power rankings, which are vastly overrated. I don't care what the blah, blah, talking heads say on TV about who they would take or who they wouldn't. It just doesn't matter. In sports, outside of college football, you have a complete playoff system that at the end of the day tells you who's best. But this one will always get clicks. They did, Forbes. The best sports cities. Now, this was the criterion. Before you jump on it, this is the criteria. I'll change this. But it says, uh, Forbes, uh, the, what they do for this is the ranking of 20 cities takes into account how many fans are packing their team stands, 
watching them on TV, and following them on social media. So there you go. It says, we consider only the four major American sports, baseball, football, basketball, and hockey, women's professional sports, men's soccer, college sports, not factored. Okay. So I'm a bit of an expert in this in that I've worked in San Francisco, as I do now, in Dallas, in Salt Lake City, in Portland, in Detroit. It's a general cross-section. I've never worked in the South, but I, I have a pretty good sense of sports cities because when I worked in those places, I would travel to those other cities. So if I was in Dallas, for example, I moved all over kind of the South a little bit and the Southwest. In the West, obviously, I do that. In Dallas, in, in, in Portland, in Detroit and Pittsburgh, I was in the East. So I have a general feel for this. Now, this is what they say, all right? Don't get on me. This is what they say. Boston, Philly. So Boston won Philly two. San Francisco Barry at three. This is according to Forbes. Chicago four. Minneapolis, five. Dallas, six. I'll slow down for you so you can keep up. Detroit, seven. Denver, eight. Miami, nine. LA, 10. New York City, 11. Hey, at CaboosePistol.com. Here's my list, all right? You can hit me up on this. My list, number one is New York City. And here's the reason why I put these in order like this. Let me just do the top five really fast and then I'll explain. New York City, one, to me. Uh, Boston, two. Chicago three, Philly four, and then I'm going to throw in a, in a in a biased West Coast because to me on the West Coast there are there's San Francisco, Bay Area which is Oakland as well. There's Denver and there's Seattle. Those those three would probably be in the mix for me on the West Coast if you had to throw in a West Coast and I just am for the heck of it. San Francisco to me would be the one. I'll explain further, but let me go through the list. Number one, New York City. Some guys can't even play there because it's so crazy and there's so much pressure. So New York City's number one. Boston, if you look at TV ratings, any kind of ratings for the sports teams, they're absolutely huge. Uh, Chicago, three. I almost put it in there just because they'll support win, lose, or draw. And a lot of these, a lot of cities, in my experience, where it's cold and dreary and it, it just, that's what there is to do. When you get to the West Coast, where, where I live in the Bay Area. We would like the teams out here to win. We really would. But if they don't, you go to a beach or a winery. L.A.'s that same way. L.A., to me, is very front runner. So that's why it's tough to have a West Coast team. Uh, so New York City, Boston, Chicago, Philly, four. And then I threw in the Bay Area for, for the uh, West Coast at five. Again, hey, acabusepistol.com. Uh, St. Louis is a great baseball city. There's a lot of regional. There's a lot of type of sports. The South, for example, is college football. And they... The Falcons, eh. The Braves, eh. Florida's one of those warm-weather cities where there's a lot to do. Forbes put Miami 9. There's no way. There's so much to do in Miami. I was just at the Super Bowl. There's so much to do in Miami. There's no way that they're 9. Dallas, high school football, college football, the NFL. I worked there. NBA and baseball, eh. Not much. Most underrated city, Seattle to me. They love the NFL, college football, soccer. They get huge ratings in soccer. They lost their NBA team to a crook, so I don't hold that much against them. Uh, the weirdest maybe sports city is Phoenix. No one likes the home teams. No one is from Phoenix. That's a weird sports city. Uh, the up-and-comer is Vegas. Uh, they have the NHL. They have the NFL. And if those in the NHL is succeeding, the NFL will succeed. Uh, the NBA and Major League Baseball could follow in Vegas. So that's that's what I think. Again, hey, at CaboosePistol.com, Forbes put out the top sports cities. They went Boston, Philly, Bay Area, Chicago, Minneapolis, Dallas, Detroit, Denver, Miami, L.A., New York City. L.A., by the way, no way. Top 10? 10th? 
They love their Lakers when they're really good. They love their Dodgers when they're really good. That's not a top 10 sports city. I was born there. It's not a top 10 sports city. We In L.A., they carry like four or five jerseys in their car, to, depending on who's hot, and then they just throw that jersey on. My top, New York City, Boston, Chicago, Philly, and I threw in a West Coast team in the Bay Area. What do you think? Hey, at CabooseBistol.com, 508-296-4949 if you want to give me your best sports cities or where I screwed up. Number three on the list for the top five stories today for the Caboose Pistol, July 20, 2020. This is probably going to be the best new sports show for fireworks, Draymond Green and Charles Barkley are about to be on the same team, the Warriors Ford and, Hall, and the Hall of Famer, on a panel on TNT's new show, The Arena, which debuts tonight. They've attacked each other publicly over the years. Uh, they're going to have a couple other people, including Dwayne Wade, with them. Uh, they will talk more than basketball, though. COVID-19, the pandemic, Black Lives Matter. Uh, systemic racial injustices, the changing landscape of society since the NBA postponed play. So a lot of different things. A five-part series will also include contributions from some of the leading voices in sports and entertainment. But to me, my focus right now is on Barkley and Draymond Green. They don't like each other, and I honestly don't think it's fake. A lot of times in sports TV right now, it's all conjured up, and you take this side, and I'll take that side, and let's see how it goes. I really don't think these guys like each other. If you don't remember, here's a quick recap. I just I want to, to punch him in the face. Why you don't like Draymond? Yo, Jay in Atlanta. I want to punch him in the face. Why you don't like Draymond? I'm telling you, I want to punch his ass in the face. I do. Oh, oh, oh no. Are you kidding me? The fact of the matter is, if, if you feel that strongly about something, he's seen me a million times. If he feel that strongly about it, then punch me in my face when you see me. If you're not gonna punch me in my face when you see me, then shut up. It's no different than somebody sitting behind a computer screen tweeting, I'll knock you out and you never see him in life. Well, he's seen me a bunch of times and he'll see me again this year. Punch me in the face when you see me or if not, no one cares what you would have done. You old and it is what it is. So, if you ain't gonna punch me when you see me, then stop talking about it. Same panel starts tonight. Draymond Green, Charles Barkley, part of a panel on TNT's new show, The Arena, again, debuting tonight. That is story three. Don't say that this podcast never educated you. This day in history, uh, we landed on the moon. I didn't land on the moon. Neil Armstrong, uh, Buzz Aldrin, uh, they landed on the moon July 20, 1969. Now, one of the most famous phrases of all time was uttered so I want to play that for you. But then I was listening to this this morning, and they were partying on the moon. Take a listen to this. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Yahoo! Tony, this is so great. You can't believe it. Uh, I believe it, Charlie. He's up there partying. Just hanging out, hanging out on the moon, dancing around. I'd never heard that part of it. I just heard, obviously, the 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 famous, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, and then they started partying up there. The Apollo 11 mission, again, uh, July 20, 1969. And finally, the fifth 
and final story of five stories that you have to know today on the uh, podcast, Antonio Brown has retired again. Now, he retired for the first time on September 22nd, 2019, tweeted that out. And I've got this up at uh, caboosepistol.com. And then today he tweeted out that he is retiring again. And I don't know how long this is going to last. I might put the over-under on this at, I don't know, a couple of weeks, maybe 14 and a half days, something of that. But I'm not sure how a team would sign Antonio Brown both on and off the field in case you forgot. The bag of dicks. Bag of dicks for the dicks. Hey, Charles, here go the bag of dicks. Fish head, fish head. The kid's not going to school. She's here trying to steal in the car, trying to finesse a Bentley. Bitch, you don't drive Bentleys. This is not your life. Okay, so that was in Miami. That's the off the field. That was in Miami. If you remember the story, uh, she came to get the kids. He thinks he's trying to steal the car. There's a bunch of cops out there. Then he's throwing the uh, gummies that look like penises at her. Uh, if you're a, an NFL team, how are you handling that? And then this is an interview that he did when he left Pittsburgh. Remember, he and Ben Roethlisberger had the fallout. Jeff Darlington's in his house talking to him, and he asks him the following question. What blame, if any, do you take? Blame that I take? For the breakdown in the relationship. I don't take any blame. I just think I took responsibility for my situation. You know, I didn't point a finger. I didn't make no one look bad. I didn't throw no stones at anyone. And, and, I, and I just told, shared with you what had happened. You don't seem angry, if I'm reading you right. <laughs> angry for what? Like, I'm yeah. healthy. I'm yeah. healthy. Yeah, I'm a six-round freaking draft pick from freaking Liberty City. <laughs> I, it's no joke that I'm just positive and poised, because look where I come from. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to prove nothing to anyone. If, I, if they want to play, they're going to play by my rules. Mm, NFL teams don't like to hear that. I take no responsibility, and you're going to play by my rules. Really? Probably not. Uh, the biggest issue is I'm sure teams would like to have Antonio Brown, the football player, on the field. They're not sure about off the field. They're certainly not sure about the uh, locker room and the kind of presence he is there. And the biggest issue is he has to sit out. So if you're going to sign Antonio Brown and put up with the issues that he could present, you want him to you want to get the payoff on the field. But nobody knows what the payoff is going to be. The only team that I've heard recently that took a deep dive into him was Seattle. But if you want him, you want him now. Well, he's got to sit out a number of games. A friend of mine in Seattle said that the one thing the Seahawks don't know about Antonio Brown is how long the suspension is going to be. There is going to be a suspension, but is it two games, four games, six games, ten games? Well, then it's not worth having him around. So uh, Antonio Brown has said he's going to retire. The question is, for how long? Those are your five stories for the Caboose Pistol Podcast for July 20th, 2020. It's time for your asshole of the day. He's an asshole, sir. Major asshole. How many assholes we got on this ship, anyhow? Yo! What an asshole! You're a special kind of asshole. What an asshole! Because you're an asshole. Asshole. What's his name? Uh, it's, and not a him today. I think this is the first woman we've had as the asshole of the day. Uh, this happened in a place called Roseville, California, which is near Sacramento. Um, a woman refuses to wear a mask 
I've got the news story. And a lot of times the news stories are as funny as the stories themselves. So let's play this and then we'll talk about it. The woman who went into a Verizon store and because she was asked to wear a mask, she relieves herself in the, on the floor. Police say a woman refused to leave a local store and you won't believe what happened next. A regular day at work turned into quite a show at the Verizon store off Galleria Boulevard in Roseville. She's refusing to leave, not wearing masks. They've asked several times and she's refusing. A dispatch operator tells an officer a group of three people aren't wearing masks and refusing to leave the Verizon store. But it's what happened next that's jaw-dropping. They're calling back again and advise that that female now pulled her pants down and is urinating inside the business. Are you kidding me? That's terrible. Sounds kind of ridiculous. I mean, there's bathrooms all over the place, too. <laughs> Absolutely not. It's, that's totally inappropriate. It's not, we're not animals. Because I've seen other people who fought about the mask and did other things, actually get into physical altercations. But that's like a whole new story. That's just like, who wrote, who rose you up when you're young? <laughs> Gosh, are you kidding? That's like an animal. That's what my dog would do. Let me just stop there. We'll get into just, in just a minute, the act itself, being asked to wear a mask, all those different things. But the reason why I love playing news stories is the reporter, it's not enough to just report on the story and stand out there with you, blah, blah, blah. Woman goes into Verizon store, asked to wear a mask. She's really angry. She drops her drawers. She pees on the, on the floor like a dog. She's got to go out and talk to normal people. Excuse me, sir. Do you have a second? What do you think of a woman peeing on the floor of a Verizon store? <laughs> One guy goes, there's bathrooms everywhere. That's something my dog would do. I would hate that part. Excuse me, can I ask you about a woman peeing on the floor? No, I don't have time for that. Plus, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to touch anybody. She was at a grocery store asking people. That she was outside and people are walking out. You're wearing a mat. I don't want to talk to you. Anyway, I feel bad for that person. In terms of the uh, woman and the act itself as the asshole of the day, I don't know. I don't know why this concept is so difficult. Wear a mask. Maybe, I don't know, if... Most people, you're probably going to wear a mask if you're staying home for the most part. You're going to wear a mask, what, 10 minutes a day, maybe? Stay six feet away from other people. I like doing that anyway. Uh, wash your filthy hands. That's all. That's the only three things that we're being asked. Stay six feet away from others, which most people want to do anyway. Wash your filthy hands. Put on a mask for maybe 10 minutes a day, and this thing will go away faster. The economy can come back. We'll have sports, which is really what we want. All right, I want football. I want college football. I want the NFL. I want baseball. I, I just told you earlier, zero positive tests in the bubble. They're doing everything right in the bubble. 346, zero come back in the last week. It was the 13th was the last time. So it, today's the 20th uh, of the day that I'm doing this podcast. If you do everything right, it's proven time and time and time again. Dr. Fauci, all the other smart doctors that know what they're doing that read the rules. That's all you got to do. Three simple things. You don't have to walk across hot lava. You don't have to uh, 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 stick needles in your eyes. You don't have to. Nothing. It's simple. I will not, and I will drop my drawers and pee. Congratulations. You are the asshole of the day. All right, so as we always do, we even this whole thing out. If you're new to the podcast, the Caboose Pistol podcast at CabooseBistol.com. If you're new to the podcast, we always even it out. So we get an a-hole of the day. And then we give you one good thing. Now, it often depends. It, 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 one good thing could be anything. Uh, I think yesterday was the 56-year-old SI swimsuit model. 
Now, this has just been, it, it just kind of varies. It, it, whatever makes me feel good. Well, what's making me feel good today is Chris Cornell, who's one of the best rock singers of all time, one of my favorites. He's 56 years, he would be, I'm sorry, 56 years old today. 56 years old today. So his estate released a song. If you're a Guns N' Roses fan or a rock fan, you would know this. Uh, the song called Patience. Guns N' Roses did it in 1989. If you forgot, here's what it sounded like. Said woman, take it slow, it'll work itself out fine. All we need is just a little patience. Said sugar, make it slow, and we'll come together fine. All So I, I don't know if you remember that one, 1989, I think it was off the GNR Lies album, but a really good song, very popular, 1989. If you're part of the younger demographic, you're like, what the, I would highly recommend you go to Apple Music, take a listen. So anyway, uh, Chris Cornell, his uh, estate, uh, released the following statement. They said, uh, his birthday seemed the perfect time to share this and celebrate Chris, his voice, music, stories, and art. Uh, it is a true man. Uh it is true a man is not dead while his name is still spoken, and through his art, an artist's soul still burns just as bright as ever upon all those that look up to him and his memory. So they released that same song done by Chris Cornell. So there you go. Chris Cornell would have been 56 today, one of the best rock singers of all time. And he does a remake of the Guns N' Roses hit from 1989, Patience. And that is one good thing. All right, at this point, we would uh, take your phone messages at 508-296-4949. Hey, at CaboosePistol.com. So keep them coming. Uh, we're just releasing the podcast, few under our belt. But uh, make sure you hit that number up, 508-296-4949. Or hey, H E Y, at caboosepistol.com. You can hit me up on Twitter as well, at John Lund Radio or at Caboose Pistol. Any way you want to contact the show is great. We'd love to have your voice. If you want to leave the voice message, that's the most effective way. But any of those ways, caboosepistol.com, there's a way to contact the show on that as well. So any of those ways, contact us. We'll either read or play the best responses to the show, questions, comments, all those kind of things. In the meantime, here is your Caboose Pistol finale. <laughs> the old caboose pistol. Everybody has one. <laughs> Did you say caboose? I know some woman who could hide a machine gun in there. Yeah. All right, three stories, Caboose Pistol finale. If you don't know of the Caboose Pistol and why we brand it this way, just go to caboosepistol.com. We've got the whole story there and what that just was. What, what the what? Just go to caboosepistol.com. We've got the whole story under the menu heading about. All right, let's start with Will Farrell. I want to play this for you. And then I want to have a Will Ferrell discussion. This is at halftime 
Uh, he owns an MLS team, LAFC. So uh, they're on ESPN. And they Zoom call him. And his kids are in the background eating corn. Just the whole thing is really strange. He puts on a Ricky Bobby helmet. So let's play this for you. And then let's have a Will Ferrell discussion. Story number one in the Caboose Pistol finale. And uh, I do have to say, though, every time we needed a score, when I, uh, when I put on my uh, Talladega Nights helmet, uh, courtesy of Ricky Bobby, we, uh, we scored. So as long as I wear this helmet, we're going to be fine. Well, you got that going for you. Well, I know what John and I did during the quarantine, and yet I dare ask you, what did you do during the quarantine? Um, well, I, uh, I tried to work on my core and, uh, I, uh, I did a lot of reading, uh, a lot of long walks, a lot of soul searching. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think, uh, I think it was a time for, uh, for reflection. It still is. Do you eat the corn with that helmet on and is it white or yellow corn? It's typically yellow corn. I have to take the helmet off to eat the corn. Um, but I, I usually enjoy the corn without the helmet on. <laughs> A lot to unpack there. Halftime ESPN MLS game. Will Farrell, owner of uh, LAFC. So here's what's going on here. I'll give you a visual. It's posted at caboosepistol.com. So you can see it and you'll you will understand it better. But he's talking, not through a mask, but he has the Ricky Bobby helmet on. He has three kids in the background. One looks like he's eating cereal. Two others are eating corn on the cob and laughing, which is why there was the corn question. Um, I don't know, honestly, if he's funny anymore or just nuts. Uh, his quarantine look might be the worst of anyone. He's just like, whatever. Uh, and and I can tell you this, having many having had many comedians on my shows, uh, they're nuts, uh, and you never know what to expect. Norm Macdonald was in studio one time, and I it was I he was speaking a completely different language. I, I didn't think he was a morning person. I was doing a morning show. I, I'm just this guy's not a morning person. I didn't know what was going on. I think it depends on the day. I think it depends on the time of day. They can be hilarious, or they can be introverted. They can ramble on incoherently. Uh, kind of like a, like a rat in the dark looking for the end of the maze trying to be funny, and they just can't find it. It just depends. So I think he's at that point. I'm just not sure. He's made a lot of great movies. I mean, I loved Anchorman. There's a number of movies that I really like that he's done, but he's had four or five in a row that are just tanks, just tanks. But then again, when he makes certain appearances on certain late-night shows, I think he's hilarious. Obviously, he was great on Saturday Night Live. I just don't know what he is anymore. I don't know. And his look is alarming. It's, it's crazy. I don't know if you've seen it. Just go to caboosepistol.com. You can check it out. Number two on the list today. Is this the most alarming? Speaking of alarming, is this the most uh, unsettling, alarming movie music of all time? Younger demographic may not know. You had to have seen uh, Jaws, right? This and I think Halloween, the original, the Michael Myers. Dun, 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 dun. I didn't do that justice. Anyway, uh, Jaws to me, maybe the most unsettling movie music of all time. Now, there's a reason why I play this music for you. In Australia, a woman was attacked by a shark, and uh, a news station caught up with her, so she's being wheeled. Ah! That's scaring me. 
Uh, she's being wheeled to the ambulance. All right, that's the setup. So she's being she's been attacked by a shark. She's being wheeled to the ambulance after the shark attack. TV station is there. She sees the TV station, and this is what she says. I still love sharks. Sharks are beautiful. <laughs> One more time. I still love sharks. Sharks are beautiful. Okay. If you just got attacked by a shark, that wouldn't be my response. I think in order of, and again, hey, at CaboosePistol.com, in order of being afraid of, I don't know, an animal or something in the water, just, you, you know, you, what freaks me out the most, I don't have nightmares about it, but what freak might freak me out the most, I think it might, might put shark at number one on the list. I probably put alligator at number two on the list. There was an alligator story that I was debating today, and I think we did one in a, a, an episode or two ago. Those two at the top, just because you're out of your element in the water. So shark, then alligator. Probably snake, number three. I hate snakes. I had a roommate with a snake in college. It got out one time. I was terrified. I left for a week. I stayed in a hotel. Have you found it yet? He might have been faking it. He might have just said, look, I don't like you. The snake got out because he knew how freaked out I was by the snake. Snake's probably three. Shark, alligator, snake. Maybe the, a bear. You know, bears look so cuddly and everything, but I saw a video one time where a guy got out of his truck and the bear was standing up, big black bear, and the woman kept yelling from the from the uh, SUV or the truck or whatever they were in, don't get too close, honey, don't get too close. And all of a sudden, the bear just swiped, whoosh, clean off. Guy's head, clean off. It was the craziest thing I ever saw. So bear would probably be on there. And then anything fast where if you started to run, it, that you just have no chance like a cheetah or something of that nature where it's just, it doesn't matter. Like you just know in about a half a second, the thing is going to catch you and tackle you and, and just tear you limb from limb for food. But I would say snake, or, well, I would say shark alligator. Shark and alligator would be one and two as far as, you know, just fear. And then when you hear this music, that doesn't help you at all. I remember seeing Jaws and whatever, when I was, I was young, like 78 or whatever it was. I didn't go in the water forever. And when I, I grew up in Southern California, it was, we went to the beach every week. I'd just sit there. My mom would look at me like, what's wrong with you? I'm not going. You think I'm going to go to the beach? I'm not going to the beach. Sharks. All right. And finally, story number three on the Caboose Pistol finale for the Caboose Pistol podcast, July 20, 2020. I don't know if you've heard of this. A lot of states are doing this. This is happening in California. This is happening with Mayor Cuomo uh, in New York, where I was just in San Diego about a week ago. And you, if you want to go booze, which is keeping a lot of restaurants afloat, if you want to go booze, booze to go, to go booze, booze to go, then you have to order something. So there's a, a restaurant in Buffalo, and they printed their menu. And this is what they got. This is their dollar menu. Now, you've heard of dollar menus at a fast food joint, but this is a dollar menu so that you can buy booze because that's the rules. Uh, house chips made in-house, a buck. Uh, this is where it gets good. One piece of meat, just one piece of meat, chef's choice, $1. Grapes, just a few grapes, not sure the color, $1. <laughs> smallest piece of cheesecake in Buffalo, literally the smallest piece of cheesecake you'll ever see, $1. Nine, count them, and it says one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like Sesame Street or whatever, nine French fries, $1. And handful of croutons, house-made croutons, a whole handful one dollar. 
look, just give us our booze. That's what we want. It'll help the restaurants. You've essentially put them out of business. You wouldn't let them operate. By the way, one thing that they're doing out here in California, and I know they can't do this in every part of the country, but it's kind of like in Europe where every, where a lot of things are just out in the streets and they've taken the streets over. It's really cool. You could, you just, that, that's what they've done. All the, whether it's parking or, or certain areas, they've just closed off all these streets and everybody's kind of sitting outside and everybody's doing a good job for the most part, masks, social distancing, all those kind of things. But I, I'm digging the sitting outside. I like the sitting. Everybody's outside. It look, it's kind of like a, a street fair, a street party, all those kind of things, but they got to get rid of the, this dollar menu. Come on. If we want booze to go, we'll wait till we get home. Just give us booze to go. Plus, it's good. It's good for the economy. It's good for the restaurants. Anyway, dollar menu. Piece of meat, grapes, smallest piece of cheesecake and buffalo, nine fries, and handful of croutons, each for a dollar, so that you can booze yourself up. There you go. All right, that is your Caboose Pistol Podcast for July 20th, 2020. John Lund from KMBR Radio in San Francisco. Please check out my show at KMBR.com, weekdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific. CabooseBistol.com for any of the stories you've heard. There's more video uh, stories, archives of the podcast, all that at CabooseBistol.com. At CabooseBistol on Twitter, at John Lund Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all those places you find your favorite podcast. Be a part of the show, 508-296-4949. We'll hear your sweet, clean voice. And hey, hey, H-E-Y, at CabooseBistol.com. That is the Caboose Pistol Podcast for July 20th, 2020.